Hey queen, I'm Vieira Miles and this is the Holistic Sister Circle podcast, a show where we hear the stories of soulful women all over the world dedicated to sharing insight into why holistic health is the future and what women should do today to ensure they have the necessary tools and resources to bring out their inner royal roots, assess their body and remedy any illness from the comfort of their home. Y'all, we are setting the royal record straight, okay? If you'd like to connect with us further, you can follow us at The Holistic Sister Circle on Instagram and join the Holistic Sister Circle Facebook group for live interviews, collaborative Q&A, and exclusive training on how to build your wellness dream team. Now, let's dive in to this week's episode. See you on the other side. Um, I am in Canada. I've always lived in Canada. I've moved around a little bit within Canada, and right now I live on the western side. And uh, I guess what kind of got me on this journey is my own personal um, health journey, which I think is probably resonates with a lot of people in this world. Um, because when we go through something personally and we experience healing, it's mm-hmm. such um, there's nothing like it, right? Like there's no even words that you get to it where. You, it's just this natural outpouring of you want to give give it to everyone. <laughs> you want everyone to have what you have. Um, and so, yeah, for me, when I was young, like ever since I can remember, I, I really struggled with my gut health. And of course, I didn't have language for it as a child. I just thought that was normal life um, to be in pain and to have smelly gas and irregular bowel movements. <laughs> <laughs> just think it's normal. How old were you when you when this started? Like, I, honestly, ever since I can remember, I have memories of being maybe like four years old and sitting on the toilet for like an hour and, you know, oh. having pain, being constipated and all these things. And um, I don't think there was as much awareness necessarily back then either. So, like, I don't know that my parents would have been like, oh, she, you know, needs to improve her gut health. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. but, but looking back, I and now I work with kids like my youngest client is six months old. My oldest client's 85. So I kind of have wow. a broad spectrum. But now looking back, I can see, oh, there's so many factors in my childhood that probably put me in a unideal compromised gut health state. So anyways, um, growing up, you know, thought it was normal. And then you kind of reach a point where like you're a teenager and you, you're more aware of your your peers and everything. And it was like, no one else seems to be like struggling with these things. Like I would, I, I figure skated um, competitively and I would like be in the change room and like healed over in pain. And like wow. my friends would be like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, like it feels like someone's stabbing me. And that was kind of like a... I started to like speak up, you know, tell my parents, I don't think, I don't think everything's right in my body. And so my mom took me to a naturopath, um, which was kind of the first experience I ever had of, of someone with a holistic framework in terms of, in terms of a practitioner. And she did a whole bunch of things, tests and uh, gut healing protocol type thing. But she also used uh, a tool called live blood analysis in her appointments. And so, um, I thought it was really neat because that's she just where you got that of, from. Yeah, she took a prick of blood, and we looked at my cells, and I didn't really know what it all meant. Like I did basic biology in grade nine; that's the age I was, I think. But um, it was like it was just visual. It was, it was. I, I knew it didn't look good. Like I didn't know how my cells were like supposed to be, but I was like, that doesn't seem like the way they are. That I don't know how to describe it. It just it didn't look great. And uh, anyway, so did her kind of protocol and 
at the time I, I didn't even live with my parents um, because I moved away for figure skating. So I would come home on the weekends. I was 15 and I went to train at a, at a skating school kind of thing. And so I was kind of doing all this on my own. And like, it was a hard time mentally for me as an athlete, like living away from home. Um, and I, I think I just had a lot of time because uh, I didn't really have like a social life. It was just like train and sleep. I researched a lot. Like it was kind of weird for my age, probably the, you know, being 16 years old and reading research papers on the gut microbiome. It wasn't, I wasn't like cool, <laughs> um, but it was 16. I yeah. feel like when I was 16, I was thinking about boys. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I should have been. I was too busy focused on skating. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it, it really was just like a self-directed. It became a passion because I was learning all these things and and trying things and experience like a, a measure of healing. Um, and there's so much more I could say. But long story short, um, you know, I worked with probably eight different practitioners over 10 years who really each kind of gave me a key. You know, like we all have a key. We all have a piece to the puzzle. We can't fix our clients. That was not like our, our role. But if we each offer a piece of what we know, a piece of our passion and our expertise and uh, and trust that the client is, you know, receiving multiple pieces in all the right areas, then it can be really powerful for that person. And that's what I experienced. And so I think um, once once I was in high school, I actually went into journalism. So I did, um, I started a university program in journalism in Toronto, uh, was really great at it. And like I, the communication element was fun, but I also didn't love it <laughs> because I was so passionate about health. And like, I think the toll that it takes to be a journalist on your health, it just did not jive with my values, if that makes sense. So I was like, sure, I'm good at this, but just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should do it because the stress it was causing my body, right? I was like, oh, this isn't great. So shifted gears, studied holistic nutrition because to me that just made the most sense. I'm like, I love food. Um, I love telling people about food. I love making food for people and I want to help. So I did that, finished my diploma. And then I was like, how am I going to level up my business? Like what makes me different and, and how can I help people more effectively? And so that's where we went back to live blood analysis and it's a tool that, um, you know, naturopaths use, but also different practitioners can incorporate. So I actually, that's my primary kind of tool that I use in in-person appointments with people here in Canada is uh, taking a prick of blood from their finger. And then we get to assess like upwards 50-ish kind of health indicators just on the spot right there based on the state of their cells. So it's really cool. So that's kind of a rambly answer to your, uh, to your question there, but that's a bit of my story. <laughs> No, I love that. And you know, what I was thinking about when you were talking too is we don't really know what this big aha moment will be. You know, it's like we have like these little crumbs of our past and over time we've seen, okay, this created this much pain for us. Um, but we have no idea like what that pain can actually birth and what can it actually cause and to really help other people transform. So I definitely appreciate you sharing that. I don't know honestly don't know a, a lot of kids that, you know, were technically diagnosed with IBS. But one thing I do know is that there are so many children that do have constipation issues and we don't actually ask them that question. Like, oh, like, you know, did you poop today? Like, that's not something that we talk about. So... <laughs> mentioned that, but IBS was an actual diagnosis I did receive, like, 
four, I think, going to the naturopath from my doctor. And I just remember, like, I know it's real. And sometimes I still have to, like, go back and be like, oh, I have IBS because it, it like, even to this day, I mean, my gut health is doing a lot better, but, like, I have my moments, right? But I also remember being like, that doesn't really make sense to me for a doctor just to say, you have IBS, like, good luck with your life, bye. I was like, there has to be more than just, like, you have IBS. Like, that, it just felt really... I didn't feel validated. It felt kind of like, you know, it's in your head. It's kind of the vibe I got. So I think that's actually what motivated me from that absurdly young age to be reading these research papers and stuff because I I was looking for like, I want to be understood. There has to be something wrong with me. It's not just in my head. And and now I, I love like the look on people's face after looking at their blood and explaining what's going on in their body because like, I would say largely my practice is women. <laughs> um, I mean, I do see everyone, but that is that is the bulk of my clients. And to see the look on their face of like, wow, like there's actually something that's not right in my body. Like the doctor's just been saying, you know, it's in your head or you're fine or your labs are normal or, <laughs> or whatever. So on that note of what you're saying with IBS, it's like, yeah, if we could adopt that philosophy and that mentality from a young age with our kids, then hopefully we can like, it could be preventative, right? It's not waiting till you're older and in a lot of pain <laughs> um no, it's true. Do that. And not, you know pain equals growth so that's great right. but if we can if we can prevent some of these things then it, it can really improve the quality of life and even development for kids no absolutely and i love that you touch on that too because one of the things even you know obviously we have the similarities there as well because I struggle with that too. I was a little bit older when I was diagnosed because I was 20. Yeah, I was 20 when I was diagnosed with IBS. And my doctor told me the same thing. Oh, just go on the Mediterranean diet and you'll be fine. <laughs> but your colonoscopy, your endoscopy, they're not really sure, you know, showing much. So we're yeah. just going to just say you have IBS and just send you on your way. And that was like every year for nine doctors straight, nine years in a row, like that was the, those were the conversations that I was having. But to your point, it wasn't until I said, okay, I'm going to take this into my own hands where, you know, not only did I discover alternative medicine, which I had no idea that even existed, um, but (laughs) was able to discover that, was able to, you know, create essentially my own wellness dream team where I have a nutritionist, I have a remedy coach, I have a holistic health doctor, and I'm continuously adding more people to it. I want to do more of like meditation practices and, um, you know, and learning more about Reiki and, uh, and learning more too about human design, like all these different things. And I just think it's just phenomenal of, you know, what you're doing and how you've allowed those experiences to really shape who you are today. Um, can you talk? Yeah, you're welcome. Can you talk a little bit more about, you know, what is the um, this blood analysis that you provide? Like, what does it actually show people, um, and how is it different from maybe another? You know, like I was saying, like a colonoscopy or endoscopy or just some other methods that are out there um, for people to know exactly what's what's wrong with them. Yeah. So I guess I'll start by saying, like testing levels of things the live blood analysis is all just visual observations so it's based off of understanding what ideal like healthy blood by design is supposed to look like and what the shape of the cells are supposed to look like how they interact with each other um Mm -hmm. kind of their character like how they're what they're doing in 
in the blood um, and then kind of comparing everything to that. So ideally, like your blood cells are circular and not everyone's blood cells are circular and there's reasons for that. So um, if I saw someone's blood, like the first thing I look for is the shape of the cell. And if it's not circular, then I mean, I dive into a full health history to try and better understand why. But often it can be you know, liver dysfunction, like our liver is super congested, so we're not digesting fats, and the outside of your cell is made up of essential fatty acids. So if you're not digesting and assimilating the nutrients, your cells don't have the strength of the fat to like maintain a circular shape, right? So that's one example. Um, There's Mm -hmm. multiple things I could say, but I guess the main things we look for are the shape of the cell, the kind of their character, their nature, and then also the background, like the space between the cells. It should be, you know, relatively clear. Um, and lots of people's blood is not. We see a lot of things in the background, whether it be pathogenic microorganisms, so like fungal activity or indications of potential parasites or mm-hmm. things like that. Or there's other kind of markers of like inflammation. There's different presentations in the blood that show us, you know, your liver's congested or you're not digesting protein or like all these. There's there's so many things. And, and then there's also kind of artifact type things. So like uh, objects almost they look like under the microscope that shouldn't be in the blood. <laughs> so that's that's a really mm-hmm. kind of telling factor as well in terms of like toxicity. We can see like drug toxicity, chemical toxicity, heavy metal toxicity, um, we can see metabolic waste and debris. So like, you know, someone's body is just, it's not, it's kind of just breaking down. It's not building up. Um, and then white blood cells too. I mean, we all have white blood cells, but, and I don't, I don't count them like traditional blood work would just give you a white blood cell count. But what we look for is what type of white blood cell do you have in abundance? So if you have like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of just one type, then that can Mm -hmm. tell us, okay, what is this one type usually come to fight? Oh, it comes to fight histamine um, kind of reaction. So you probably have some sort of undiagnosed allergy. So then I would like use that information and then either, you know, send them back to their doctor to run certain allergy tests, or I work with an alternative lab here in Canada as well, where I can run some intolerance tests, things like that. So really it's, um, I guess, the name of my business is, is Roots and Fruits Wellness. And the reason I I chose that name, it kind of ties in with the blood is like, we can't, you can't grow a flower on a basketball court, you know, like on cement. It's like, you need rich soil that's full of nutrients, that's hydrated, that's healthy, that's diverse. And I think with the blood is like, you want to see that it's a, it's a healthy, nutrient dense terrain where good things can grow and let good things take root so that the fruits in your life of like energy and you know healthy bowel movements happy hormones happy skin all those things are coming from having good roots which is we kind of just take a peek through the blood it's not everything it's it's one piece to the puzzle but it's very helpful tool wow yeah that's phenomenal yeah, um, i've wild. never and the thing is, like, I've never done a blood analysis. Um, all of mine have either been through, like I was saying, like your standard colonoscopy or endoscopy, or they've been done through like biofeedback. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, of course, a lot different than just actually testing the blood. Um, yeah. But I would, I would love to know too. So I know you talked a lot about the different types of cells, and you know, I know quite a few people who actually have struggles with sickle cell. Um, Even, you know, one of the things that I've noticed too with sickle cell is that 
a lot of it can it can really be helped through diet, through exercise, through, you know, making sure you're getting adequate amounts of sun. But do you have any, have you had any clients or that you've worked with personally that may have had a different shape in their sales? Um, and what were some things that you've, you know, just helped them through or accomplish that since it was a little bit different than your, your standard client? sickle cell part um because again i can't diagnose so like even if someone doesn't know that they have that and i see things like if i ever see something that's like abnormal then i usually do send people like i refer out um when it's beyond my scope but in terms of like misshapen cells it is very common to see misshapen cells and it's interesting like actually one of the factors i'm seeing more and more right now are cells that are damaged and so it 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 changes the shape of the cell when a cell gets damaged by like free radicals so people are on their phone all the time people sleep with their phone by their head you know and wearing smart watches and all these things and we're around computers and phones and so that's like one big thing where i mean it's not going anywhere um not everyone's gonna go back to you know having a, a flip phone and getting off social media if you want to do that by all means you go for it but i think that like it's just reducing the contact on your body to some of those things because that can change the shape of your cell and then essentially when when the cell is a different shape it affects like your blood flow and your circulation because sometimes like um your cells will stick together and often where there's misshapen cells too the charge of the cell has changed so they're sticking together and like your capillary that that one blood cell has to fit through, it already has to kind of squish through to fit in because it's bigger. So when you have a right. huge clump of misshapen cells, how is that supposed to fit through there? Like your blood's not going to circulate as easily and, and as as well. <laughs> so, right. yeah, I guess in terms of like helping abnormally shaped cells, it's it really varies. Like bio individuality is at the core of what I do is every body is different. The, the reason why one person has misshapen cells might be different than another. So it's really trying to get to the root and understand the person in front of me by a lot of talking and asking questions and, and also sometimes, you know, asking for additional tests. Um, but yeah, I have seen people change the shape of their cell for sure. I mean, it's not that that cell has now changed shape. It's more that that cell will die off and then the, the new cells that are coming are stronger and healthier and more circular. Got it. Um, and often okay. it's dietary. You know, diet is huge. Right. No, <laughs> yeah. that, that's really interesting. And I would love to know, because as we're talking about this too, the number one thing that comes to my mind is like pricing for all of like just working with you and then all the different testing that they have to do. Um, is that something that can be pretty expensive depending on what you're looking to accomplish or how does that work? I guess it depends. Like think it's unfortunate like in Canada we're really blessed to have a lot of things covered um healthcare wise right and so that's that's an amazing blessing um but in terms of my stuff it's not covered unless you have you know your own insurance that mm -hmm. you're using in Canada but I think with cost anything that's holistic and alternative is going to cost more because I have I'm spending a lot more time if you go to your doctor to talk about your digestion it's going to be a five minute appointment you're not going to get much out of it. Um, they're probably making the same amount as me or more for like three hours of my time, right? To prep for the appointment, I spend 90 minutes with my client and then I do post work and then I'm available to them like over email as often as they need. So mm -hmm. I think in terms of cost is kind of weighing 
that uh, cost benefit ratio. Right. Like I, I don't, I, I don't think value. that it's unreasonable. Like I charge two hundred currently, two hundred Canadian for an initial appointment, which includes the blood analysis, which includes 90 minutes of my time, which includes a free meal plan and lots of resources. So I think it's totally reasonable, but I do think it's it's hard for people to invest in their themselves, you know, mm-hmm. themselves. <laughs> it's um it's it's a weird concept for people to spend money on their health when like lots I mean in Canada especially like we can get drugs for free, we can, you know, do all these things for free, but then all these things that are that actually work like long term and like get to the root um, you have to pay for. So I think at least in our, in our country, it's a hard thing for people to wrap their minds around to then right. pay out of pocket for something. Why wouldn't I just go to the doctor for that? Um, but they usually end up here, you know, give it a few years and they'll get tired of being told they're crazy. And then and then it's <laughs> worth it for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that actually makes a good point. And the reason I mentioned that too is because I know I get questions about that so often about, you know, oh, I really, you know, I want to go the holistic route, but I feel like it's going to be more. And I'm like, when you really break it down and you think about how much you're paying in insurance, plus how much you have to continuously pay during code phase because you're not healed. Right. Um, and then on top of that too, thinking about all of the symptoms that you're still experiencing that you know go, you now go and buy like all of these over-the-counter medicines. Um, and then you're trying to, you know, figure out different foods and you have no idea how to even pair those foods. You're actually like spending more money when you think yeah. about it um, totally. than to like just work yeah. with someone, you know? So yeah. I, I, yeah, I, love that. I had a client recently who I, I just asked him, I don't ask every time, but sometimes when there's like multiple kind of supplement suggestions that I want to give them, I don't want to overwhelm them with like, go spend $500 right now. So I, I sometimes ask, you know, what's your budget for this? And I love what he said. He's like, I don't have a budget. I'll do whatever. Cause I figure <laughs> if I can get better then I can take two more clients in a day and make more money. <laughs> <laughs> perspective where it's like it's true if you feel healthier you can make more money not that it's all about money but if you're if you're constantly just sick and like you said you know if you're calling in sick to work and you're not making money then then you got to get better (laughs) you know so anyway yeah awesome and then just one, I just want to thank you so much for just taking the time to just allowing us to learn a little bit more. Um, I know you specifically work with, uh, you know, your clients are based out of Canada, but I do think it's important that if someone were looking to have uh, any type of blood analysis done, they do have an idea of what those things, um, you know, what can be paired with that, even if they are in the U.S. Um, can you talk a little bit more about for those people who aren't in Canada? Um, but talk a little bit more about like your ebooks and, you know, just some different things that we can do or leverage um, and how we can con- continue to connect with you. Social media. So even if you just want to be friends on there, I'm happy with that. I try and share a lot of good info on there. Roots and Fruits Wellness on Instagram is my handle. And uh, yeah, I do have some ebooks on my website, rootsandfruitswellness.com. So I'm, I'm creating more, I'm trying to create more <laughs> so that, you know, across the world, people can download this info and have it at their fingertips. Whereas, you know, my in-person appointments are more limited to here. I do have a few uh, virtual programs as well. And 
at this point it's only open to Canadians, but hopefully in, in the future I could work with more people. Um, but yeah, eBooks are where it's at. Um, and social media, I think it's really fun to just connect with people on there from across the world and have like-minded, um, not even conversations, but just content, right? It can, we can inspire each other and build community in a way that we can't otherwise without social media. So that's one big win of technology. <laughs> Might damage ourselves, but it brings us together. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then we have to come back to you anyways, because our cells are damaged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mine are too. I'm on my phone too much. So I'm preaching, preaching to myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Josie, for your time. Really do appreciate it. So much. Queen, thank you so much for tuning in. It truly warms our heart that you're taking the time out of your day to connect with us. If you'd like to connect with our guests further, you can find their information located in the description section of this episode. And if you found this episode helpful, share with another queen and don't forget to connect with the Holistic Sister Circle on Instagram and Facebook. And until next week, stay blessed. Mwah.